2: What a terrifying world we live in where Uh, people can just do that
3: Flagship podcast number 279 I'm your host Jamie And I'm joined by my podcast pals Stephen What's happening? And Melly Yes It was a lovely week For a touch of revenge Martin Melly against Ferenc Varos We spoke on the last Flagship podcast About how this would be A good opportunity For Celtic to sort of Compare and contrast How far we've come In a season or so Ferenc Varos obviously Taking a bit of a Celtic scalp Last year Putting Neil Lennon's team Out of the Champions League And we all knew at that point, well, we didn't know at that exact time, but looking back, you can we see should have known we should have known <laughs> that is the time that the wheels were well and truly coming off. Completely different result, different performance, and a different afternoon altogether this time.
4: Oh, totally a great performance, a dominant performance, and one where we barely even gave them a chance. Mm. Just as you said, it showed the contrast from last season. I said it last week, this is a team, and they look like a team, they look like a very good team on Tuesday.
2: Well, before we talk about like the, the broader implications of the game and talk about systems and tactics and all that, can mm. I just say just how much I've enjoyed the last couple of games of football oh, that Celtic have been involved in? I feel like you don't often get the, the opportunity to say, do you know what? I thoroughly enjoyed those games, being at the games and and taking it in and, and watching watching the football involved. So I think that's the the first thing you say off the bat. I've, I don't I've... think
3: that's a fluke though. I think that comes off the back of what Andrew's saying after the Ferenc-Varres game about how, and before it as well, how we just look like a lot more settled team now. We've yeah. had a month together, the team are starting to gel, as managers like to say. Nobody's coming or going, no last minute people leaving or coming in. The same group are getting used to each other. The manager's starting to get his ideas across. And I think, like you say, it's... It's, it's bringing positive results for us in this game and the St. Johnson game that we're obviously going to talk about and it you know it's just it's just enjoyable now going back to watch your football Well uh, a flaw, a
2: worry I flagged up a couple of weeks ago now, I think it was on some flagship or other, they all run into one they're all, they're all kind of the same mm. <laughs> but uh, uh, what I worried about I think it was against Leverkusen where we talked about that moment where Joe Hart had the ball at his feet for yeah. about 30 seconds yes. and no one was shown for it, no one was turning up and I thought, right, that's, that's a worry. I'm hmm. worried about that. I'm more worried about that than I am any daft individual error or silly own goal or anything like that, because that's, that's a problem that is against everything that this team is supposed to be. Yeah. I, I've spoken before on a number of our podcast properties across Patreon and, and on this, that, I read um, as soon as Ange was announced. I read his book. I read his uh, autobiography. Well, it's it's part autobiography. Yes, I read. I read, <laughs> I re- I read a book a week. Everyone, you're tuned into some intellectuals here. That's uh, right. But I, it's it's part autobiography. Part you know just a kind of breakdown of what he believes about in football mm-hmm. and something that stuck with me. Ange
3: mused. He <laughs> yeah, say things like that, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah,
2: exactly. But the the main thing that stuck with me the main you know, kind of paragraph and a you know, part of it that stuck with me was he was talking about Barcelona and the the belief that anyone can just basically emulate that. Mm. Everybody says that everybody wants to play like that Barcelona team, not of today, but the, the big God, one of like 10 years ago. But what he said was that not everyone can have the best players in the world. Not everyone can have any Ester, Messi and Javi and all that, right? But it's not about that for him. What he believes is that if you can't have the best players in the world, what you need to do is work harder, be more together, work harder for your teammates, make angles, mm. make sure you're available for the pass. So when that happened with Joe Hart, what I thought was, right, forget this. Forget the system, forget who's all suitable for what position and all that. That is totally against fundamentally what Ange yeah. Postacoglu believes about in football. Never mind it, or like formations and all that. His beliefs about football were were kind of laid bare there and were a, a worry. But I feel like that's totally changed in the last couple of weeks. There was a moment... And against St Johnston, actually, which we'll go into later, where Cameron Carter-Vickers was involved in a flare-up, some mm-hmm. handbags, right, and everybody get involved. Joe oh, Hart sprinting yeah. over, and I thought, Do you know what? Finally, finally, our players yes. are getting involved in these things. We're too soft. We're too nice. We don't get involved. We don't put pressure You're on the, about the referee. St Johnston
3: incident. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. We don't get involved. We don't put pressure on the referee, and we let them away with murder. There was a there was a game very recently where Ralston. Was involved in a kind of 50 50 and two players end up injured, but all the opposition players came running over and were kind of pointing at Ralston, and our players didn't bother. But I feel like now, finally, Stand we're up together for each other. I, we're together as a team,
3: yeah. Melly Stephen says we don't have the best players in the world, so we can't really, you know. <laughs> I don't know, Ty, but watching Jota and Furuhashi in that game, I'm starting to think we might have two who are just on, you know, I think they could probably break into the Barcelona team now, given how bad Barcelona are playing <laughs> right now. Um, they were definitely the two standouts for me. Jota, we're, we're speaking about him every week on this podcast now, definitely coming in that game. That ball was absolutely sublime. furahashi's first touch and finish, brilliant. Callum McGregor, brilliant. But let's talk about the goal. Let's talk about them too.
4: It was one for the ages, wasn't it? <sighs> it was one of the best goals you'll see. You'll remember that for a long time. Delicious, I might add. Absolutely mm. delicious. The, 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 there is the official stamp. The, the official belly uh, uh, stamp. Dang. The ball through is it's inch perfect for the guy. The first touch is sublime, as you said, and the finish just coolest. Lots at home. It's everything you want to see from Celtic. I think was it last week? I said about not scoring goals in the counter attack. And we get the Motherwell one. That one there was even better. It was one of the goals of the the round in UEFA. Put it on the website and all that. It was brilliant to watch. And we've we missed that from Celtic recently. That quick bang. It's yeah. in the back of the net. It always happens to us. All the time in Europe, teams get the ball and within seconds, how did they score? We're doing it to teams now and it shows that Ferenc Varos didn't have a second to get back in. It didn't matter what they'd done. They couldn't close down Jota enough and the ball through was inch perfect. There's nothing you can do no. to stop that. It's breaking away from their corner, I think.
3: It's a, it's a deadly duel. Jota and Furiashi. they seem to have formed a really good partnership.
4: Even if we wind
2: it back slightly further as well, this is why you play it from the back. This is yeah. why mm. everyone believes that you should do that. It's because things like that can come of it. If we just launched that up the pitch, that goal simply doesn't happen. That's why we play it from the back. But the two of them together for that goal... The touch, the pass, of course, is absolutely brilliant. Kind of, everybody loves a kind of outside of the foot drilled pass. But oh, yeah. you see the touch from Kyogo? It kills the keeper, right? Mm. Uh, not literally, he pulled through. <laughs>
4: he,
2: he, he made it through. But it kills the keeper because he is, he is retreating, he's running back, and the, the touch. You can actually see him change direction because he had now has a decision Aye. to make: do I keep running towards my goal or do I try and close it down? If he had taken a touch like any any normal human Aye. would have, and maybe popped it ten yards in front of him, he still would have been able to run run onto it. But he kills the ball, and the ref, and the, ref the, the keeper is completely taken out of it. As soon as uh,
3: Furuhashi touched that ball, this is what the keeper had dearly really beloved we'll again. <laughs> That's the, he had no choice; he had to bring him back for the brink.
4: Yeah, it was, it was brilliant, and that was. Quite soon after halftime, I think it was just within 10 minutes of uh, half time. but the first half, Celtic dominated the ball, didn't, didn't give up much possession, didn't give up many chances, but they didn't really create anything either. Mm. And then into the second half, again, I was getting a bit, not worried, but just that way, like Celtic haven't really created anything for the crowd to get behind them. But once the second half came out, they'd done that and then to get that goal and the place was just Rocking like half free on a Tuesday, fifty thousand people. Yeah, that's absolutely right. incredible. Fair play every day that made you
3: know, it. I right, fair play every day that made it, but you know, UEFA, come on to fuck. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But that just show, that just shows you as well. Like, there's obviously been a lot of stuff going on with the fans as of late and all that but we will make it to games you give yeah. us you know we're going to get there and we're going to support the team and I don't know how many half days we're putting in Glasgow don't say that we're in that don't
2: at 10 o'clock in the morning or <laughs> something like that <you, laughs> if you put that message I at the I end think.
3: of the ether <laughs> but that was a ridiculous time to, to schedule a match
4: it was but does it matter now the Things kind of worked out well for us because we've got to play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday Mm. now. So maybe put a wee bit of pressure on Rangers for a change instead of us being the chasers. We can get the points on the board and then go. So it meant as well when we won the game last week, we've got to make subs. This game we won it, we've got to make subs. So Celtic are managing games now because we've got more options now. And we've seen with the weekend, one or two changes into the team and we still look as good. And (coughs) after that first goal, a European game I didn't think Celtic were going to lose it I didn't think they were going to be that quick let in two goals and that I I just that game for how good Celtic played the the most pleasing aspect of it was we we never looked like conceding not once I think they'd a shot Joe Hart saved it just because some of the guy wasn't closed down, but it was a routine save for Joe Hart. It wasn't two anyf- shots
3: on target they had all afternoon. They'd one early on
4: that, that wasn't on
2: target, but it was quite close. in the guy kind of looped over the over the bar. It was quite early in the game, but w- when we're talking about not conceding, actually after after scoring or the heads going down, I actually need to give credit to Anthony Ralston for a goal saving oh, yeah. tackle, yeah. Uh, which was very very shortly after Celtic had <laughs> scored. So if that had gone in. Then it's a it's a different game we're dealing with because then we are sitting at this table again talking about oh that Celtic in Europe moment, all that kind of stuff. So that killed that, that took that out of the equation. So it was a it's not the first time Ralston has done that. I think that that's our
3: first match in 14. We've had a clean shoot in Europe in the Europa League. Is right? Our <laughs> right, first in fourteen. I thought Callum McGregor was absolutely excellent. Oh, yeah. I had a look, I had a look at his stats. He was like first for completed passes, first for shots on target, first for touches, first for winning the ball back, winning possession back. How good is it actually having a captain? That brings actual footballing ability to the side More than dig yeah. More than leadership More than these intangibles That oh, Scott Brown undoubtedly brought to the side But when we need a player to actually perform Cal McGregor's doing it on the pitch
4: But football's changed so much over the last five Even, well ten years But five years the most that like, People always say we need dig in midfield We need good footballers but mm. that's what If Cal McGregor I think he missed a Leverkusen game didn't he If he mm. was there He'd have taken the ball off Joe Hart. So yeah. it's one of those things that this guy, the guy is the total linchpin in that team. The team, don't want to say they rely on him, but he's the captain. He's probably the best player. He's the most important player. He makes mm. it tick. And again, he's just used he, to be seven out of 10. It's eight out of 10, maybe nine out of 10 every week for him. It's great that he seems
3: to have really bought into Ange. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I a lot of the players have. We'll talk. You know, Mikey Johnson made some really positive comments midweek about Ange Postecoglou and how much he's loving playing under him and other players are. But Callum McGregor, especially, there was a clip doing the rounds on social media. So I think it was actually on Celtic TV. I think it was a, a a fan there that was having some difficulties, yeah. and uh, the manager <coughs> and uh, Callum McGregor went over to him to see and talk to him and get a picture and all that. And Callum McGregor's really taking on taking on Ange's instructions, but he, he, he seems to me to be fully bought in, loving this captaincy.
2: Well, these these things make sound like a, a kind of trite cliche, but it's vitally important that managers have that kind of lieutenant on the pitch. I mean, look, but Scott Brown was that for Brendan Rodgers and for Neil Lennon. Mm. Ronnie Dyler didn't have it. He didn't have no, some no, guy that was, right. that was carrying out his, his instructions on the field. He didn't have someone who was who had his corner on the pitch. And that's unfortunate. But especially someone as influential as Cal McGregor oh, yeah.
3: and Joe Hart as well seems to have totally bought into what Andrew's doing. And Ange made him sort of sub captain, whatever you want to call it, when the yeah, other captains yeah. are available. Vice captain. <laughs> well, he's not vice captain because James Forrest vice captain is he? actually uh, I think James Forrest vice captain. Yeah, so I don't know about that. If McGregor's injured, it's Forrest. And if Forrest is injured, then he gives it to Joe Hart.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. When do we get to beat on oh but well, probably very shortly I after know, Joe Hart, actually actually
3: kind of one of the more senior players actually um,
2: having said that but yeah that, that is it's hugely you important you
3: know actually bowling goalie was going to be Anges first choice for <laughs> captain but he just wasn't allowed <laughs> to pick him oh jeez <laughs> right please don't that,
2: that's a reference we've just thrown out there but go and search Twitter for that kind of thing we're not <laughs> going to get into it we're not going to lower ourselves to it but there is a belief out there that Ange is not allowed to pick bowling goal oh, there, okay. there, there yeah. we are eh but yeah, just to finish off on, on what I was saying there, it's vitally important that Callum McGregor, or rather, Ange Posigoglu, has that guy on the pitch. And Callum McGregor has basically just totally embodied it. He's, he's embodied, he's carried on that Mr. Celtic sort of hmm. thing. And I know we don't necessarily need that kind of thing. As you said, Millie, that's it's more far more important that we've got good players. And we're keeping clean sheets just now. And again, people can point to the opposition and say they're not that good and all that. St. Johnson aren't willing to attack. But we're keeping clean sheets just now without the need for... A destroyer. The guy yeah. who, the guy who's in there breaking things down. We don't we haven't really needed that.
4: Yeah, I always say it when you look at the, the best teams in the world. Well, Chelsea have got Kante, but he's not a destroyer no, in no. there. That, that, no team really has that guy in there anymore. But just when you're talking about Callum McGregor and even the the contrast to Ferencvaros, the contrast to this time last season, mm. our third game in the Europa League group, we get beat four one off Prague. Yeah, when Callum McGregor was saying about disjointed, disjointed. comments. We didn't have all that, and he was very honest in that interview. That that's not happening now. Mm. He's he's doing his job. The whole team knows what they're doing. That they're, they're not not fully there yet, but. You can contrast this to last year when we were getting absolutely destroyed, home and away, four right. one off the the team that that third seed team that we should be beating. It's we've come a long way, and it's not just the it's not just the the result. It was the performance as well. It's one of the most dominant ones. I know it is the team that we should be beating but. I don't think many teams could have lived with us in the way we were just kept the ball the other night. It
3: was exactly what Ange talks about. It was especially in the second half they were beat. I mean, Fiorentina were beat. They couldn't. They couldn't chase shadows any longer. They were punch drunk.
2: The only thing it was missing was an extra couple of goals, which yeah. he definitely yeah. could have had. Jota missed a big chance towards the end, and Jota you know, was a the, Jota's are the most. I think he's
3: joint top shots in the Europa League. Twelve oh, was that right? Uh, yeah,
4: right. Turnbull well, missed that good one as well, didn't he? When he went through
2: of course I, so was, that was really the only thing missing to really put a put a shine on what was a pretty dominant performance. I think it was sort of. I've, I've watched it back since, and I think the, there was a general feeling at the time that the first half was a little bit flat, but I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. No, I, I know I'm talking with the benefit of hindsight, but I think it was really just missing a goal. Yeah, really. I, I think that's all the performance was missing. And there's, there's been a little bit of talk since the game and since the St. Johnson game about Celtic struggling to break through a low block. That, that, that's because it's very hard to do that That's that, why that, teams do no, yeah. it It's famously very difficult to do that There isn't a magic formula for beating these things Because all these teams have different individual players Different individual setups. Yes, you can call <laughs> it a low block Because of the, their positioning on the pitch But every game presents its, its different challenges I don't think there is a magic pill for it Or else, you know, Whoever can find the, the magic pill for that Would be the, the best manager in the world well, yeah. And
3: that's what the way Ange tries to do it Obviously is chasing teams down, moving the ball from side to side, which was a great example yep. of that. The St. Johnson game, you saw St. Johnson getting pulled from side to side, switching positions and all that sort of stuff. And this Ferencvaros game, our energy levels and our fitness really got us through mm. as well.
4: Yeah. Well, the missed penalty was a bit bit of a blowing, but a uh, good height for the keeper. Yeah, was Callum. But at the same time, you never felt, oh no, that's, that's, that's going to cost us because they had, they had nothing. We didn't give mm. them anything to hold on to. And like when you're talking about Ferenc Varos and St Johnston both very well set up teams like as soon as yeah. the Ferenc Varos, we had the ball playing out you could see Ferenc Varos knew exactly what yeah. they were doing they were into shape they were trying to cut off the space for Celtic and I was like they are very well drilled same as St Johnston but at the same time Celtic their game got them through it we won the penalty and then the second goal we won that by pressing there was 3-4 players pressing them into mistakes the boy running across the box with his own his own box with a ball and then passes it in Cal McGregor nips in jot it into yep. Turnbull and then it's in the net Stunning S- finish yeah. uh, Well, tumble. Filthy Chris Sutton described <laughs> it I use filthy in a different way it could yeah. be like a, a, a peach or that was a t- utter filth but he he must have thought like oh it's filthy he's
3: managed to score
4: at like that <laughs> talking yeah. about it as if it's literally disgusting
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. filthy
3: right I see how far do you think this team have come on now, yeah? So let's have a wee look back at that Ferenc-Varos game, you know, that was...
4: It's two months, two months, how how far have we come from?
3: Yeah, defeat's the point I was trying to make, though, about <laughs> the two, two Ferenc-Varos games, that was a good wee gimmick, you know, that was Neil Lennon's side, that was the beginning of the end, We, we looking back, that was the beginning of the end, and it's quite ironic, or poetic even, that this Ferenc-Varos win for Ange Postecoglou's team, it could cement, the exact moment when this team finally gelled together you know well, from the end of one team to the sort of beginning of another
2: well I, that, that's what I would say I'd, I'd say the club itself I'd say Celtic have come some way but I don't, I don't know if we can necessarily the team has I don't know if we can say the team has come a long way because I think what comes into this conversation would be talk about you know um Pedro, Pedro genius. favourite, the, the footballing cycle. Mm. I think that team that faced Ferencvaros over a year ago was just undeniably, inarguably at
3: the end of its rope. <laughs> it was at the end of its cycle. I, see, I would argue against that insofar as, not that I disagree with you on principle, but I would say that I think the end of that cycle was brought about by the manager's inability to navigate games yeah. like that. So as that, he started getting bad results, players were like, what are we, we doing under this guy, you
2: know?
4: Man United. Yeah.
2: Well, true. But there is that, but there is, I mean, I'm... I'm loath to completely agree with Neil Lennon because he keeps talking about it. But I think there is something in the fact that th- those players were done. Those, yeah. those players mm. needed, not only wanted to go, they needed to go because it was, we would rung that sponge well and yeah, sure. the dry oh, yeah. with, with those players. And we saw what happened last season. There's no need, no really any point in talking about it. But that's what happens if you just force players to stay against their will. And, and people will, people will kind of bristle at that and say, well, you get to play for Celtic, you know, win trophies and all that. Yes, but... Again, what we're kind of at that point, you're kind of bumping up against the rules of football, and, yeah. and just keeping playing. And the for players the need it.
3: somebody that inspires confidence in them. Yeah, you know, like exactly. when we saw against varos last season, I had a wee look back. That was 28 shots we had at Ferencváros, but we only got nine on target. I think we had eighteen and eight. Mm. against Ferencvaros this season and that was sort of typical Neil Lennon style it's like throw everything at it shots from range shots from range high volume shots lump that up defenders and you don't you don't see any of that with Ange I don't see a time where Ange is going to go to his players right we'll stick Carter Vickers up front to try and win a goal here <laughs> right keep shooting keep shooting keep shooting yeah. see what happens feed off the scraps Ange is uh, you know and you say this and it sounds a bit daft when you're not winning, but Ange's plan B is just do plan A better. Yeah. And that's it. He's got a plan. The players know the plan. The players are bought into the plan. He's got the players on the pitch that are trying their best. Some of them are more capable and others are like carrying out his instructions. Whereas Neil Lennon didn't. Neil Lennon just had right go and win the game. Come on, here we go. Launch, shot, 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 cross, cross, try something.
4: This, this is why a few weeks ago I said, we need to just keep playing like this. Yeah. Mm. Just keep playing like this until it comes right. And now... We're starting to see the fruits of that. We've got options to bring off the bench. We've got Giamacus is now looking like an option. It just it was just taking a wee while, but we've seen the Altmar game, you're like, right, maybe this team has something. Hmm. This is another game. Like, Aye, there's something here. We're, we're building towards something and it, it could be very, very good. And look, look, see the chances you're, you're talking about with Neil Lennon shooting from everywhere. The chances in that game, the first goal... Look where Kyogo scores that from. That's a really good goal-scoring opportunity. Mm. The second goal as well, good goal-scoring opportunity. Jota's one right in there. He should score that and David Turnbull should score plus the penalty. They're all very good, well cut out chances yeah. Celtic have made it's not just these shots from miles out and deflections or that so it's clear cut chances we're creating see where Keogh scored from now friend of the podcast John Paul yes. well known nice guy Celtic
2: <laughs> content creator as well tweeted after the game that he's rec- he reckons Kyogo took that touch from the exact point that Nakamura scored the mm. free kick against Man United and mm. then he put up two images side by side that showed that it was basically the same square inch. Nakamura being the last Japanese
3: player to score at Celtic Park.
2: Right, yeah. Well, and this means nothing that you took it from the same p- p- position oh. on the pitch, but it was just quite nice. It means absolutely nothing, but yeah. I thought, you were, nice I thought you. you were going to
3: pull some amazing stat out of your bag. Yeah, oh. it was exactly the same position <laughs> where Nakamura <laughs> took his free kick. Um, Leverkusen and Real Betis drew, so they're oh. on seven points. We're on, we're on yeah. three. Ferenc Varos are on nil, you'd expect. Kind of get granied now, lads. Well, you kind of get granied, You'd expect Ferenc Varos, um, us to beat Ferenc Varos in a way leg, wouldn't we?
4: If we play like that. We really should because we didn't. They didn't cause us problems. And if we keep the ball like we did again, they're not going to score against no. us. And we've seen we can score goals. We've seen we can keep the ball. We are now solid at the back as well. And that that is something that we haven't been for a long time this season. We don't look like conceding chances. We don't look like conceding shots. And everybody has settled in and knows what they're doing. That defense, the goalkeeper and back four. Usually 4 out of 5 you can pretty much guarantee you're going to be playing. That's what we want. We needed to build these partnerships, and it's just taken a while. But we're three clean sheets in a row. When was the last time Celtic done that?
2: <laughs> I don't know, I know. No. Uh, Starfield again was. We spoke about him last week. I thought he was excellent again. I yeah. think he's he's been great in the Come last on a two game. Games. He? Oh, definitely. I think he's been he's been terrific again the last couple of games. There was that moment quite late on against Ferencvaros where he dithered on the ball a wee bit, uh, but that kind of goes towards what I was talking about earlier on about how they're more of a team. They're more together. See, when that happened, no one stood about going. oh Joe Hart dealt with it Joe Hart just came over And, so, and sorted it out For his teammate, And that's, that's what it's all about That's going to happen like, I'm afraid that the A byproduct Or a result of Playing in this manner that We're going to make one mistake yeah. In every game Realistically or, uh, Unless it's against St. Johnson Or you're whatever make, But at that level It's very right. difficult To have a perfect game
3: And we're going to make mistakes Playing crap football or not <laughs> 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 Exactly We're going to make mistakes In you, all types of football
2: you, To give him credit We were coming back From the St. Johnson game at The weekend there And Michael Stewart Was on uh, the radio, mm. so on sports and talking about exactly about that. He said you could, you could. This idea, this belief that oh, we'll just we'll play crap football for five games, get a couple of results, y- yeah. and everything fine. Yeah. It's just total nonsense. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I know everyone. It's very difficult to to say that. It's very, it's very easy rather for me to mm. say that when you're in the midst of a, a few poor results, it's, it's quite tricky to sit there when we've maybe lost a couple of games or got yeah, a couple Yeah, that's kind of, games. of where
3: I would take issue with Michael yeah. Stewart. Um, it wasn't necessarily that, because I, I, I said it on this podcast, it wasn't necessarily that I was saying, right, stop playing good football, play crap football, start <laughs> yeah, to win. Yeah. I think what people might have been saying at the time, and this is just to disagree with Michael Stewart, who, by the way, I've got a, a pal and she thinks that Michael Stewart is the most handsome guy wow. in Ooh. Scotland, which is... A- a- Astonishing So if you're out there Michael Stewart No I'm, I'm sure no one else thinks that I can put you in I can put you in touch with that But uh, what, what, what I would say About that to Michael Stewart is It wasn't so much as Right play crap football For a couple of games and win I think people were getting A wee bit nervous But Ange saying Whatever you're trying here Is not working So you, you can't keep doing it Because it looks as if The results are going to continue this mm. way He's got a few good players back And the players are starting to click And, it, and it's not panned out that way
1: in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com
3: slash people today. Speaking about players that are really bought into what Ange is trying to do, Mikey Johnson was in the press. Um, he's been great. I love the way he plays football. The fans are the same. It's what Celtic is all about. Attack football at all times, that's what he wants. With Callum McGregor on the ball, it's about going forward. Even if it's 2-0, we're still looking for more goals and I love that. I've always been a goal scorer so I want to get my goals back into my game. I want to see Celtic... You reading these? Do- I'm reading <laughs> them, right, I mate. I want to see Celtic doing well and the players are coming along and they're doing well. Yada, yada, yada. Another player that's bought in. Got some minutes against Ferenc today and St Johnston. Yes. Um, look sharp very sharp he's looking sharp it's another one of these players it gives us options
4: yeah and that's what we've been looking for he looked sharp against Ferenc Farros and he came on against Johnson hit the post and when you're looking at Celtic players James Forrest and Mikey Johnson to come come back Mm -hmm. they would have made a difference at the start of the season but them alongside Jota and Abada has went off the boil a wee bit but when he's on form it's four players that you love watching because they take players on they make things happen and to have these options where, like at the weekend where Abada's not doing too well so he comes out of the team we've got good players yep. Mikey Johnson just one of those guys I like watching because he'll take a player on, he'll make, try and make something happen. And in this Ange team, that's exactly what he wants. Mikey Johnson is probably one goal away from us having to issue a
2: y'all must have forgot I about Mikey Johnson. <laughs> I really he's... want
3: to see him. I want to see him back in the team, want to see him playing regular football because he's a young player that had lots of promise. Yeah, and, and he reason... seems to have put on, sorry to interrupt, but he seems to have put on that bulk that a lot of people are talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. You think he needs to put on more? Aye. I think he's taking a wee stretch, as my mum would say. What's well, sort like of Walter the softy? There's a, <laughs> a reference for the kids there.
2: <laughs> Make it, the reason I say I, y'all must have forgot, it's um, it's because when we're talking about players being missing, it's always just Juranovic, who's back now, But Julian, James Forrest. I feel like we'd never mention Mikey Johnson. No. no,
4: in fairness, that's out. because he's never, he's never fit. I think he's, he's been, been
3: out for me. most of my adult life.
4: <laughs> I just want him to have that thing where his biggest moment at Celtic isn't that meme of Neil Lennon going... F-
3: <laughs> <laughs> he scored loads of goals. He's done really well. at yeah. the, the start of that season, uh, then got the injury. Do you think Angel ever tell one to put the fuck off when he comes <laughs> off? Injured to fuck off, fuck off, mate. <laughs> but, um,
2: but Mikey Johnson actually during the St. Johnson game, it was time. Um, I was oh, yeah, I was I was actually just standing there. Your main kind of wanders at time mm. but I was standing there watching Mikey Johnson just do some very very basic just passing drills, right? So they're standing maybe like a, a wee triangle. Mikey Johnson's. Technique is unbelievable. Amazing. People will laugh at me saying that about some stupid passing at mm. half time. But believe me, I have watched some players who can't do that <laughs> yeah. during that half time. So I'm just, just the way it connects with the ball was absolutely unbelievable. Just cutting across it and just swerving it directly at mm. people's feet. So it will be really, it would be great to have him back and, and fully firing and all that kind of stuff. And I don't think he's far off it. Well, I, I could say that's about a long time now. Mm. I could say he's been just on the verge of becoming a really big player for Celtic. But that's been kind of in the offing for about two years now. But now that he's playing on the and from what you've read out, thoroughly enjoying it, then there's no reason to, be, to believe he can't be a major player going forward. Things are looking up for old Mikey.
4: Oh aye, footballer can kick the ball well eh lads. <laughs> <laughs> it is something that I've always liked Mikey Johnston, I've always thought he could be a good player for Celtic because I look back and on this podcast and talking we wrote off James Forrest in mm. points. We wrote off uh, Callum McGregor because you just don't think they're going to be good enough when they're playing in a poor team. But a long time ago. Yeah, listeners, yeah, yeah. If you're a new yeah. listener, this wasn't recent. You oh, know. The, this was when the, the five first, or six years ago oh, we, thought, you know, we might least. have criticised Callum McGregor. But it's something we do, like not all players that come through at Celtic are going to be Kieran Tierney or Aidan McGee, They're just guys that come in instantly and make an impact and mm. stay in the team. You get guys like McGregor and Forrest who take a while and James Forrest is probably a good comparison because of the amount of injuries he had at the start of his career. Yeah. Mikey Johnson also spoke about working with a new sports scientist how it's really helped him get over his injuries so if we let Mickey Johnson get over that, he's coming to that age where he no, probably knows how to deal with his injuries and him, Tony Ralston, McGregor, Forrest, these guys may be taken to their oh, the early, as early, well. yeah, early yeah. 20s before they really establish themselves. So we should give these players a, a wee bit of leeway sometimes.
3: Um, now you might have noticed at the beginning of the show we didn't plug the Patreon. That's because last week in the YouTube comments someone complained that we started <laughs> the show by plugging the Patreon. So there will be no <laughs> Patreon plug this week. <laughs> patreon.com slash 20 minute tims if you want extra content we do previews we do reviews we do videos we do blogs it's fantastic we do tactics and analysis and data and meet the CSEs we've got so much great stuff on there patreon.com slash 20 minute tims and if you're the guy that complained last week what we're going to do is we're going to put the link in the description so you can just click it and sign right up nay bother enjoy the rest of the podcast see S- in the comments clean shots <laughs> <laughs> Celtic visit Johnston Martin Melly. three league wins on the bounce yes Three league wins
4: And we're looking good again Another 2-0 win Where we never look like losing no. the game mm. Never look like conceding And this is what we want to see From Celtic Stephen said It's enjoyable Going to the games It is It's brilliant Three 2-0 wins in a row Where we just look Like a proper team now And again Two changes to the team Two players that slotted in Seamlessly And two players that Scored the goals for mm, us yeah. So Things are looking rosy At Old Celtic Park these days Stephen
3: Anthony Ralston and Juranovic. Is that our best fullback back pairing? Uh, Ralston on the right, Juranovic on the left?
4: N- maybe
2: not on paper. I would still like to see Juranovic on, on the right just to fully see what he can do because he's he's had a kind of... I think I've said that before. He's had a disrupted start to his Celtic career, of but, course. He's played in a couple of positions. He's had an injury, but I'd like to see him on the right. But that's not...
3: The That's reason because... I mention that is because I think I prefer Ralph than Greg Taylor. Just maybe he's not a better player, but just his style. He's more attacking, he's more forward thinking, he's mm. more aggressive. Uh,
2: yeah, I can, I can see that. I, can, I can't really disagree with that. i just for my own curiosity's sake, mm. I'd like to see Juranovic on the right and Greg Taylor on the left. Just for a couple of games, just to see how it goes. That's not me you know, asserting that that would be better. Mm. I'd just like to see it. Just for the f- just for the sake of it. Wait like, till but
4: next year, unfortunately, for Greggy hey boy. Yeah, he'll be back.
2: He's, he's, he's,
4: he's still struggling. It was a bad, a
2: bad injury. He got ran off the old shoulder, wasn't it? He should have done that thing that uh, Mel Gibson does with oh, lethal the lethal weapon. Yes, yeah. he just smashes his, uh, his shoulder <laughs> against the wall and pops it back into place. Another twenty-five
3: year old reference. There, <laughs> that's the second lethal <laughs> weapon reference on this podcast because you and I uh, in the, the at the match podcast for the St. Johnson game called ourselves the Riggs and Murtaugh <laughs> of a uh, Celtic Celtic fan podcasting you know
2: exactly but I'd, I'd like to see that just once or twice just Sammy as you joking is she yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're Joey
3: gets oh you're Leo gets
2: and you need Leo gets
3: okay I They gave me a lipotomy. Do you know what that is?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Manscaped. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. Imagine being under the age of twenty-five and trying to listen to this podcast. But there there we go. Everyone's
3: seen Lethal Weapons. Everyone's uh, seen Lethal
2: Weapons. Coming up to Christmas and everything, right? Fullbacks, I think, I think both were really good against St. Johnson. I like Juranovic on the left having not really been all that sure about him there mm. before. But again, I'd just like to see these guys in their, their, their preferred positions just once or twice. But I think they actually pl- played really well. I think Juranovic is going to be a big player for Celtic going forward as he settles into the team. One or, two, one or two dodgy passes in the game, but that's to be expected. He's still developing as a Celtic player, but I think he's going to be
3: I think he's going to be very important going forward. Yakimakis made his first start. Can we agree on our pronunciation for that, Stephen? Anthony? you want to right, So I'm going to throw in either Yakimakis or Geomakis, as Anne just pronounced that, I think. Anthony, you want the to go for?
2: I don't know, but it's definitely not Geomakis, because Def. that
3: cuts out a whole syllable right yeah. in the middle of it. Really? So. We'll just call him the Yak, or the Jack, gi- the Jack, Jack the, in the Box. The Gak.
4: Jackimakis I've went for.
3: Jackimakis. Yeah. Okay, well, he started... Yep, glad we settled on something there.
4: <laughs> it looks like we're finally like got a number seven, boys. I mean, Oof, Stevens. No, oh my Steven must be delighted. But I thought he looked—he looked good. He looked decent when he came on uh, during the week, and then again at the weekend at his first start. And I thought he was good. So that worked great again. Exactly. That's it. You're expecting a guy maybe that size just going to be staying up there, maybe mm. that poacher, but he puts himself about in a very good way. He's closing down, he's pressing and it looks like Ange sort of picked him out and went, yep, he'll fit into the system mm. because he looks good and he's different to Kyogo. He's got that physical presence and he can put put himself about. That means uh, Chris McCart, not Chris McCart, his son Jamie McCart, he was very good uh, at the weekend and he gave him a torrid time as yeah, well. He's, he's Celtic maybe need this in some games, a wee bit of presence up there. And he did exactly that. And his goal just pretty much in the six-yard line. Brilliant. Uh, I loved seeing him play and hopefully get some game time into him and he can be a really good player for us.
3: We mused, Stephen, before the game, <laughs> the the front three of Furuhashi, Diagamakis and Jota. And we sort of thought, well, is Furuhashi so good that you could play him at any any place across the front three? Um, I think we can both agree that maybe that position where he was on the right-hand side doesn't necessarily as best he's a wee bit neutered out there but with Marcus coming in does that give Anja a bit of a selection problem how does he get both of these guys in the team and get the best out of the pair of them yeah
2: is it a headache uh, one of mm-hmm. those nice headaches to have that they talk about <laughs> in football it's going to be difficult to get both of them into the team because Kyogo yeah maybe on paper he'll say that he doesn't mind playing out in the right but I think Given, granted, it's only a, a very small sample size. It's only one game. Mm. But it was completely ineffective. I think. I think yeah. if I was going to put him out wide, it would probably be on the left. Yep. If I, if I was going to have the choice, <clears throat> don't think it was very good on the right. But ultimately, that this game was, as we were talking about earlier, the the, the low block and all that, and finding ways around us. Variety, and it, we need to try different spice things. of life. David. <laughs> yeah. it is the spice of life, and they, they don't say that for no reason. Really, <laughs> <laughs> the, the towards the end of that game. There was so much rotation in the front three that it was was quite hard to keep up with at one point because the subs were getting made. Even a Yeti came on, a Bada came on and went through the middle. So we've got different things they can try up there. Not all of it is going to be effective, but the game was complete control. Complete control from Celtic. It was just about patience, really.
3: And that's what I like to see because when... St. Johnson came to Celtic Park, they're organized, they're difficult to beat. They were made they made that clear that's what they were going to do. They were had what, ten men behind the ball, eleven men behind the ball for the majority? Five, five, really? For it's the funny. majority of the game, and, and as he said, it was about pressure against Melee, it was about energy levels, it was about passing that ball from side to side and waiting for the gaps to open up. And this was a really good example of that, because you watched that game back, Celtic very patient, moving the ball side to side, constant movement. We were even a sort of changer, I think, at one point, Furuhashi and Jota switched sides, Turnbull and Rodjick switched sides, just trying to mix it up a wee bit and be patient and find these gaps through. And eventually it came, I think, was that a St. John's mistake that led to the Ralston cross coming in?
4: It's kind like a funny bounce, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? and uh, Ralston crosses it and Jack Macas is there. And again, as soon as that hits the back of the net, that's their game plan undone. And yeah. Celtic... It's cruise control, really. The the second goal was always coming. We shoot. There's a couple of penalty shouts in there, but I never ever felt like there's been games in this season where you felt we need another goal because it just takes one attack from them, but we're not giving away those attacks. And it probably will happen. Didn't have somebody. a single shot
3: on target since John's left the line. No, no. That's
4: it. All they did was uh, lump it up to that big cane up front, and mm. it didn't work out. The their game plan, fair enough, but Celtic are better than that, and it's just about breaking these teams down. And when they do it it's going to be one of those games which is going to win this now and 2-0 fair scoreline could have had more ref could have done a wee bit more to help us as well that was, that, was,
3: but- that was absolutely ridiculous some of the refereeing decisions in that game were pitiful and that especially that one where uh, Carter Vickers got booked for being kicked <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, what Why? What, what does it, it's that mentality you think the ref's thinking? If I send this, but who was it? Was it Kane? Kane? Yeah, you know, yeah, big daddy Kane. If he, um, <laughs> Another 25, <laughs> 30 20 year old reference. <laughs> oh, my God, that's a good you know. um, The ref's thinking, if I send him off, I've killed this game for St. Johnson. Yeah so, yeah. so I need to try my best to keep as many St. Johnson players in the park here. And even the, I mean, how many fouls was <laughs> that, that in the lead up no. to the penalty? It was comical. Yeah
2: if these referees in Scotland are good for one thing, and it is one thing, mm. good for the quads, jumping up and down at my seat
3: every two <laughs> seconds.
2: I've, be, I've basically done about three sets of squats by the, the end of that second uh, half. They
3: had Mr Magoo running the line because he's standing there, <laughs> right? And the, the foul on Carter Vickers happens eight yeah. yards in front of him, he sees him get kicked in the chest and he, he just goes, "Oh, I don't, I don't see nothing.
2: Oh, but you can't react like that, guys, if you if react to <laughs> I know, I know. Basically, do you but know the, what, you what know I've always
3: believed? But you're right, it's, people say that, you can't react like that, but see the reaction, it doesn't diminish the Action. <laughs> yeah, just because you got up raging that some guy kicked you in the stones doesn't mean he didn't really <laughs> kick you in the stones. What I've always
2: believed about these things, handbags and football, is that the punishment should be. It should be in the rules. Mm. If you're going to pretend you want to fight, you should. Well, like ice <laughs> m- make them yeah. fight. Yeah. And, and let's see how long they last with Cameron Carter-Vickers <laughs> <laughs> throwing them about like the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> punching them into the ground like a tent peg. Let's see. <laughs> let's see how that that plays out. Uh, instead of the, the kind of oh, hold me back, hold me back stuff after you after you've just committed that a pretty cowardly foul on we already
3: him. mentioned that it was good somewhat to see all the boys get involved O'Malley yeah. backing their teammates up Joe Hart right over there yeah. Joe Hart loves it Joe Hart is I think Joe Hart is having the time of his life. I, I'm going to wait till we get some sort of career retrospective on Joe Hart but I think he is in having a, an Indian summer in his career some of the best times of his career you can just tell he's thriving at Celtic yeah he could have sat there with his phone in that game for most of the first and <laughs> yeah. second half
4: because he had nothing to do I, I can't remember him making any saves, it's all about him just getting the ball,
3: passing it to the centre-halves and starting the ball again. It's funny you should mention that passing stuff, because there were concerns over whether Joe Hart could play with his feet when he came into Celtic, and one of the things that Joe Hart said in his press conference was, look, if the system works, all I'm doing is eight, 12-yard passes, it's, it's no bother. And that is what he does. That's the majority yeah. of Joe Hart's stuff. It's take it, recycle it, move it on. There was
4: three times, I remember, in the second half of the Ferenc Farros game where he played it long, and not once today it go to the intended target it was either cut out or Ferenc Varos won the ball mm. that's why we don't do it because yeah. we haven't got the players to do that but maybe with Jack and Marcus now it may be a bit different but with the players that were on the pitch that time it doesn't work we're better getting it to our wide players or Jota or McGregor those kind of guys that can create something and Joe Hart Ralston loves it as well by the way he is right over yeah. there where yeah. the calf's bursting out the sock he absolutely loves a scrap. The Joe Hart, I was watching him just play these passes, and it was it was pretty good. I
2: you was know, his passing was pretty good at the St. Johnson game. I thought I was reminded of what you said about it at the time. Melly. it was like we we don't need. I don't think it was. It's, it's not an exact quote, but you, we don't need Ederson. We don't need Allison. We don't no. need Manuel. Mm-hmm. No. We just need a guy who's good enough, a guy who can just play some passes, and that's exactly what he is. And he strikes that balance of been able to do that in a good enough manner and keep the ball at the net which neither Aye. of which we've had people can throw these stats at Barkas at me about how good he is with his feet all they like they can, they can I mean all you need that. to do is
3: look at the the French game for last year if you want to see what Barkas is like oh, and go. painful
2: so, watching oh, that geez, <laughs> he's dreadful I, I don't know if he's a good keeper or not Barkas but the truth is he's not done it at Celtic at all he's been no. absolutely woeful so to have Joe Hart in has been an absolutely great signing. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's no two ways about it. Joe Hart's been great for Celtic. But, but
3: look, well, look, Joe Hart, Juranovic, Starfelt, Carter Vickers, Yakimakis, Jota, Furuhashi, all these players are new signings. And yeah. we were curious about how the window was going to pan out. There was some questions over, you know, some of these signings. And we did say, when we recorded the sort of post-transfer window flagship podcast, it was like, you know, we'll not be able to tell for a few months whether or not this was a successful window. But so far... All these guys are looking really, really strong. Well, that was
2: going to be part two of what I said earlier on about the the comparison between this game and the previous Ferencvaros mm. game. That team was on the way out. All those players wanted to leave. This this team's on the way up, mm. or so would like to believe. This yeah. team are still getting better. Still, you're know, getting used to working with each other, getting used to Ange system, all that kind of stuff. Being together as a team, they're getting better at that. Whereas the, the last team, you know, simply weren't. Yeah. And I, I think that's the key difference. These are all brand new players, so you know we're, we're not that. That's not what we are doing. We're not saddling them. With that result from last year It's just a good comparison point
3: Is all um, Juranovic Penalty taker Every time he plays Millie Oh I buried that
4: one hmm. Right in the, the corner Keeper You just won't save those no. Look composed I, With McGregor I kind of get that feeling During the week That he wasn't going to score I mm. missed one One before I think I The just, just He's Taking penalties yeah. And I, I think the keeper Was left handed So it just wasn't great But Juranovic Slotted at home Two out of two He's the man to take it I'm not convinced of him at left back but as you said right now he's the best option because bowling goalie I'm not going to trust Greg Taylor's injured Scales didn't even make the bench of the no. weekend and Montgomery he was alright against Ferenc Varos but we've just seen when Juranovic comes in he's a better player so right now I think he's the man for it and Celtic sort are- of the system's working there now So it's not a big deal to having yeah. somebody Playing over that side for me I
3: saw uh, Tony Ralston's agent Listen to 20 minute terms A lot of talk about Tony Ralston getting a new contract If he's ever going to get one Now's the time Get that five year deal Seven Seven years? <laughs> Seven. Wow Seven was years. A, um, Special mention to Celtic legend Effie Ambrose making his return to Celtic Park. He's uh, turned into old Scottish journeyman now.
2: Eh? How did mm-hmm. that pass me by? I turned up and Ambrose was on the pitch. I thought, did, I, I had no idea. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea he played for St Johnston anymore. At least he's done the he's done the Scottish football rounds now, hasn't Aye. he? He's there, that's his, his third the fourth club. So. Amazed he's, st- he's still going. What age must he be now? Although oh, he was he was, he was kind of deceptively young when Celtic signed them, wasn't he? And then he's just been rattling around for years. So he must 33. Be- <laughs> he's old? 33. He's 33.
3: Uh, Celtic, Hibs, Derby, Livingston and now on to St. Johnson. Um, we did mention referees and we forgot to mention once again the referees helped Rangers uh, <laughs> maintain three points in that game by awarding them a penalty for a fill that was outside the box. The refereeing standard in Scottish football is absolutely abysmal. Um, the Sky television standard oh. of coverage of Scottish football is absolutely abysmal. Stephen, you tweeted from 20 Minute Tims. In fact, what did you say about last weekend? I don't want to misquote, but was it uh, an, another well, weekend pass with not a single live game or something? Well, the
2: last weekend was quite unique or quite unusual in that all of the games were 3 o'clock kickoffs. Mm. So, offs oh, No, there was one that was 6 o'clock, sorry, yeah. but that, that wasn't televised either. No. So, yeah. Or it was televised in America or something like that. There was some weird experiment going on. But... Why are we getting so few televised games? And I mean, then
3: tomorrow, or no, Wednesday, isn't it? Is it? Was it Wednesday, the next round of games? Yep, yeah, nothing helps.
4: at all. Uh, pay-per-view
3: again? Pay-per-view, no, nothing on Sky. Absolutely, absolutely abysmal coverage. Liverpool... I like think it's Liverpool v Press in the cup that's getting shown instead. So two Liverpool games in a week, no no Scottish football games. No, and you know what? You've got about a million channels there, Sky. It's, <laughs> it's not either a, or. You can show sure. them both. You've got a red button. You still use a red uh, button. Still got fan cam. Still got <laughs> fan cam. <laughs> player cam. Remember, still got player that. cam. That, that kind
2: of went out of fashion. That went out of fashion quicker than 3D football. Remember yes. that as well. They had a 3D channel for a bit, but not to get bogged down in this kind of stuff. But it, when Sky took the the sole rights, the exclusive rights to mm. Scottish football. I don't think many people were all that enthusiastic about it because BT did quite a good job yeah. of it. But ultimately, at the end—you know—at the end of the day, they were outbid. Sky bought it, and BT didn't, right? But mm. I don't think any of us really expected for it to be so
3: half-assed. Do you think um, Sky have, have done that thing? You know how sometimes movie studios will like buy the rights to a movie but shelf it and just not make the movie? Yeah, uh, do you yeah. think that's what they're trying to do with <laughs> <to> Scottish football? Right? <laughs> we'll buy up as many, we'll buy up all your games, but we won't show anyone. We're not going to show them. We're just going to buy them.
2: I yeah. think basically they have. I, I, I think, and I know a lot of people were, were totally against Sky. I didn't really have a, a huge, didn't really have a strong opinion, on it. I was just like, well, whoever's going to I think the show BT the games? stuff was good. Yeah, people yeah. People
3: liked the BT stuff with Chris Sutton and all that.
2: What I thought at the time was, look, I don't, I don't really care who's showing it, just somebody show me the games, but mm. they're, not, they're not even doing that. It really is just
3: about. Four derbies a year for them and they yeah. assorted who cares about the rest. It's absolutely miserable. Uh, we are away to Hibs though, melee midweek tricky match. You sucked in through your teeth there, which suggests mm. it might be.
4: Uh, I, I don't want to do it again because, again, this is a new team. We don't want to saddle them with all the previous team and all that. But 2014 was a last league Ooh. victory there. Big Virgil scored a peach of a free kick. It's fourth,
3: been... three, fifth. Yeah, it's,
4: it's the three losses in a row Hibs have had so yeah. it is a good time to mm. get them they've only
3: won one in the last five <laughs> is that right yeah.
4: but I still think they're a decent team they have got good players a couple of players who are maybe sign for Celtic Nisbet and Doig mm-hmm. so I'd like to see how they get on but with Celtic now, I'm confident that if Celtic go out and play their game we'll win games whereas at the start of the season you're worried will Celtic turn up what Celtic are we going to get not really got that anymore if we can play as well as we've done in the last three games I think we'll win the game comfortably but see mm. If we need to, like we could have in the last three games, if we need to step up, we can step yeah. up. I think we've got another gear to go. We're just managing these games really well. And now. it's
3: another difficult tie. If we na- if we get navigate this, Steve, we've we'll been at a lot of difficult away grounds. We've all got them seen, all. Yeah, we've seen a lot of difficult teams off. It's a very very important game for Celtic.
2: Yeah, it is, and there is that thing where we just simply don't win there. <laughs> that, that's mm. the thing. But these, you know, these records are made to be broken. But that's what we said going into the Livingston game. We talked about how. There's no such thing as curses, you know, there's no mm. such thing as bogey teams and all that kind of stuff. But then after the game, we're like, all right, come on, come <laughs> on, give us a win there. So it's kind of the same with Easter Road, we we don't tend to travel there very well in recent years. But
3: with all we've been talking yeah. about, we're
2: getting better, well, we're getting better, is we're, we're getting
3: more, more solid. The, We've the, got that momentum behind us, that all important momentum. It's a good word for it, and the, the St. Johnson game. I worked, didn't make that word. that word already existed. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, right. that, that word momentum, that word existed. Did you think, the dictionary? Do yeah. you think I made that word up? Yeah. Yeah. I no. Thought, no, that I, already existed. I thought you
2: were very, very clever, but you know, it's up to the dictionary, is it? <laughs> Jesus wrote <laughs> that word. But what what I was saying about the St. Johnson game is it it's total control at the minute. And mm. yes, uh, people would like more goals. People would like more chances created, but teams aren't going to readily give up chances to Celtic especially not at home but we're completely controlling games and it's simply about patience it's about belief in what they're doing it's about variety up front it's about changing things up a bit and I think Celtic are getting better at doing that and I think
3: hopefully we can do much the same to Hibs Rangers v Aberdeen we need to keep an eye on their fixtures don't we four points we need to sort of We did say what would represent success for Celtic. We talked about single-figure gap. We said after we'd lost to them at Ibrox and lost a couple of games and things were looking pretty bad for Celtic, we said, you know, going into the next Glasgow Derby, we have to remain within touching distance of them. They can't be out of sight by Christmas. And we're kind of on course for that if we get a good result against Hibs, aren't we, Melly?
4: Yeah, right now we should look at it as we have this week. uh, This week we've got Hibs, then we've got Livingston at home, then Mm. Dundee away before the next international break. Nine points out of that. That's great. right now it doesn't really matter what Rangers are doing because as you said we've been we'll have been to Easter Road Pataudry Ibrox Livingston and Motherwell? Uh, Tyne Tynecastle, all uh, and For Park as mm, well yeah. all away from home so which means we'll get the better round of fixtures next time round but right now Celtic are looking like sort of like juggernauts again, like the rest mm. just on a roll and we we just need to keep that going. We don't want to do this against these teams and then the first hard fixture that comes up we come unstuck. I don't f- quite think that'll happen, but it's gonna be a good test during the week and I'm really looking forward to it. Because we have been here before, yeah, we, we,
2: we yeah. won that six games in a row earlier in the season, and then the we the was kind of come off. And not that we're going to go the rest of the season winning every game; that, no. that would be absurd. But we just need to keep an eye. On that we don't get carried away just yet. We're we're getting better, but slow, still work to be done. Yeah.
3: slow, confident, yes performances with positive results. That's what we need, and certainly a, a big game coming up. Mm-hmm. And on that we shall end this episode of 20 Minute Tims. Thank you so much to everyone who's been listening and watching on YouTube. If you've enjoyed the show, please like, comment, subscribe, all that sort of stuff or check out the Patreon if you're so inclined. Stephen, any final thoughts for this week?
2: No, no, no. On the the spot there, uh, not really, but uh, just, again, just to reiterate what I said up front, thoroughly enjoyable week for the old hoops. I've... I've enjoyed both of those games
3: this week Bring on the high bees not so much looking forward to game, Lovingston game Melly, obviously, with all the tra- traffic stuff that's oh, going on here yeah. it's going to be an absolute nightmare um, getting back forward to Celtic Park for Livingston game any final thoughts
4: yeah looking forward to it it's been a good week for the Hoops just soured a wee touch this week with it by sad news that Vim Jansen is of fighting course. dementia yes, yes, so yes. best of luck to Vim an absolute Celtic legend who won us that league title yeah. that was all so important
3: thanks for watching
4: and listen